my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I'm so excited that you are here with me again this week. We have a requested topic from the audience, from you all, and that is trauma bonds. Um, This came to me, um, what, almost a month or so ago when I was first asking for topics and what you wanted to hear more about. And so that's what today is all about. I am apologizing ahead of time in case you hear some kind of buzzing in the background. Um, The landscapers are outside and I did not want to wait until later to record this because you never know what's going to happen in this day and I have a busy weekend so lots of information but i'm just letting you know ahead of time thanks for listening to this week's podcast before we get started let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors thanks for listening to this week's podcast before we get started let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors So, special announcements before we get started. First, thank you y'all for the compliments and the love that you have given me over the last week. Um, I feel like there was an increase because I talked about how words of affirmation is my love language and y'all were like bringing me to some happy tears. So, thank you so much for all the love and appreciation. I'm happy that Black Girls Heal and this podcast um, have been healing agents for many of you. So the next announcement is about the Healed and Loved Woman. So this week I am going to talk a little bit more about it because it is November and uh, we are so close to December. So the Healed and Loved Woman is going to be an experience where I'm going to be taking women on a journey of improving our self-love, healing our family trauma specifically, working through improving our boundaries, getting rid of those inner voices and self-neglect that we have going on, improving our self-discipline, y'all, is going to be lit. And so um, doors are opening for that in December. But in the meantime, those who get on the waiting list, I am sending out um, one to two tips every week for you to start practicing baby steps now and improving your self-love. Um, the holiday season is upon us in Houston, Texas. It was very, it's actually very cold while I am um, recording this episode right now. I had to turn on the heat and very cold to me as a native Texan is it was 65 in my house. And I was like, I'm putting on some toasty, some toasty warmth. So those of you who are up North or some other place, you're probably laughing at me, but that was cold. So anyways, with that said, with the holiday season here, the um, prevalence of triggers and all kinds of things. Um, I am starting to process early so that you can get some support as you need it. So if you would like to join that list to get some tips 
directly to your inbox one to two times a week and then be the first to know when the door is open for the healed and loved woman and to get more information about it you can go to the healed and loved and join that list my ladies who are commuters who listen to this podcast while you're working out and all that i want you to as soon as you get to your destination as soon as you finish that rep to pause the podcast go to the healed and loved woman.com and add your name to the email list because you keep forgetting to do so so i want every woman who is under the sound of my voice to experience some movement towards feeling healed and loved for those of you who are like uh, i don't know about all that i'm just trying to get myself right i'm trying to um make the most out of the end of this year um you're starting to kind of contemplate what you want um your next year to look like i have something for you too so we have a free challenge for you called the my year of me challenge um you know it's such a common phrase that i always hear about people taking a year off and you know a lot of the people that y'all follow um who are your own favorite self-help gurus um all over the place you know i think about alex l um I might be making up, but I feel like even Koya Webb and some some other like bigger names, Nicole Kane from XO Nicole. I mean, so many people talk about how they took specific focus time on working on them and building themselves up um, to heal, to improve themselves, to change the trajectory of their lives. And so, if that is you, I want to help support you on that journey with the My Year of Me challenge i want to help you break down practically what that will look like so instead of just dreaming what are these steps going to look like for you doors for that also open up in december but you can get on the list right now by going to myyearofme.com and the last offering isn't going to make sense until um, i get into this week's topic so let me go ahead and do that so A trauma bond is an intense emotional connection that occurs because of a cycle of abuse that happens within a person or a family group or a system. And so the cycles of abuse would include um, reinforcement, so reward, and then punishment, um, which is usually things like um, being isolated or criticized or shamed or discarded. And the constant up and down of this the push and pull of the relationship creates a trauma bond. So the more that the trauma happens, the closer you are to the person. So some common signs of a trauma bond is that you spend a lot of time romanticizing your interactions together, obsessing about your interactions together, trying to figure out, trying to fix them. Um, You have an on and off again relationship with them. Even if you really, really want to no longer have contact with them, it is very hard or impossible for you to put up boundaries with them or to stay away. You have this constant need of trying to fix the relationship or fix them. So you keep helping them in spite of yourself, in spite of knowing better, um, knowing that it's not healthy or safe. You may take a lot of the blame and responsibility of the relationship and you may keep secrets um, about the relationship. So a lot of people don't talk about what's going on with them um, due to fear of shame, due to fear that it's their fault. Um, And this happens a lot with many of us who are in unhealthy relationships, even if it's not abusive, because we have a lot of shame talking to our friends about it. 
So not wanting to hear them say again, this is happening again and all the judgment that can come with that. So typically because we, um, the definition has the word abuse in it, people use the word trauma bond um, to talk about narcissistic relationships because there's definite punishment and reward there, right? So you're constantly being um, told or implied that you're not good enough, your feelings are being invalidated, um, you are being discarded or shamed, you know, any of those things, all of those, all of those things happen constantly. But then there could be tiny moments where they seem nice, even though their niceness is always um, because it's to their benefit. So either to get you to stay um, or to make themselves look good, right? So those that's the love bombing stage. But no matter the reason, those moments of kindness and love or a supposed love are the things that people keep trying to get back to. And so they'll stay in these relationships trying to get that person to return to who they want them to be um, and the fantasy of that person. And I'm intentionally saying fantasy because the person who is doing these things is not who the person has in their mind. They really want them to be kind and compassionate and loving and passionate. And so they're taking one single memory and they're holding on to it and trying to make it bigger and grow it and kind of will it into existence, but that doesn't happen. So even though when we talk about trauma bonds, we talk about it in narcissistic relationships, I feel like it really does a disservice because I think trauma bonds happen frequently and often in all types of relationships. And it's important for us to know how that happens and why that happens and where to look for it for. Um, I was just actually on Instagram, just scrolling and seeing what some of the popular hashtags say about trauma bonding. And there is one, um, one meme that I just saw that said, don't confuse a trauma bond for a soulmate. And the reason why that is so perfect for me to introduce is because what happens when you have a trauma bond with someone is you think that you are in love. You think that the reason why it is so hard for you to separate them, so, so, so hard for you to separate from them, so hard for you to create boundaries, so hard for you to um, just be individualized and be your own person is because there's a special connection and the special hole that you and them have. And that's not what it is. What it is is that this person is triggering your trauma and your body and your mind are trying to get resolution. Your body and your mind are saying, if I could get this person to love me and if I can get them to be nice to me, and I can, if I could get them to be this fantasy that I want them to be, then that means that I am loved, my body can relax, my anxiety can go away, I can finally be happy. So this podcast isn't going to go into whether or not soulmate is a legitimate term or not a legitimate term because that's a whole conversation for another day. But what I will say is when we think about relationships in terms of soulmates, it's what gets us caught up and more likely to stay longer in relationships than we shouldn't to try to make it work, to try to make it last because we've told ourselves that this is the person that we are supposed to be with forever and ever, no matter what happens through thick and thin, you know, um, we can romanticize struggle of, we can look at the past relationships and things that we've seen in our parents, things that we've seen in our grandparents and our communities. Um, and our friends, our friends who have jacked up relationships 
and just think that what's going on is normal, but it's not y'all. And even if it is normal, even if it is everything that you have seen, everything that you have an example for, you get to choose whether or not you want it to be your normal. You get to choose if um, your normal is that you have people around you as friends that you can only trust so far, but the rest of your life you do on your own. If that is the type of life that you want to have, then keep going as, as you are. If that's something that you don't want, then you need to understand that you have the power to change that. You have the power to heal whatever it is and in the room of 100 people, you are going to click with the girl that's going to end up being flaky on you, that's going to end up um, deceiving you, that's going to end up um, talking about you behind your back, asking you for money, be emotionally draining, whatever it is. That's You are the common denominator. And if you do not want that to happen, you got to heal that, right? You got to look at yourself. Same thing when it comes to romantic relationships, whether or not you are attracted to men, women, or both, or all. If you want your normal to be that um, people cheat all the time and you should just expect it or you need to hide and deceive and play games and lie and have power and control games to get what you want, then okay. But you need to understand that that is a choice that you are making. That's not how all relationships are. It is not. We create our own realities based on what we accept and what our highest level selves are. And so if your highest level self is a relationship that's only 80% healthy, then Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. And that is what you're going to get unless you're open to experiencing more. And a lot of us will sabotage healthy relationships because we're not used to a different normal. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. But going back to what I was saying about trauma bonds happening in relationships that are not abusive, 
Um, I've said in a previous episode that people who are avoidant, like me. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Many of us are who are listening to this. Um, people, those of us who struggle with letting people in, we have trust issues. Um, we kind of put people through the ringer to let them be in our inner circle. And even then we don't really trust them as much. Um, we are not abusive people. We might do things that can feel hurtful and abusive, but we are not abusers, which is different than a narcissist where this is kind of their, their, their template. This is what they do in and out. And, you know, other specialists and other therapists will talk to you about how there's a reason for that and trauma and all that, which is true, but I'm not here to sympathize with narcissists right now. I'm here to sympathize with those of you who are on the other side of it. But I do not want anyone to kind of villainize those of us who are avoidance because people who are um, more insecure, attached, or um, love addicted, the term that I use often in this podcast, we do our own abusive and manipulative things as well. So there's blood on both our hands, right? But the way that trauma bonding happens in the love addicted, love avoidant relationships is that the love avoidant will kind of pull away and then the love addict will kind of like freak out and be like, I want you to come back. And then the love avoidant will be like, oh, you're, you're doing too much. And then when the love addict pulls away more, then that's when the love avoidant will come closer and kind of either feel guilt that he or she is leaving and feels like, oh man, maybe I was just being mean. Maybe I need to be nice and kind of make up for it. Even though you really don't want to be in a relationship or be connected to this person, you come back out of guilt or um, you really do see that this is a great person and you're afraid to lose them. And so you try again, um, but your trying is only short lived. And then you start the cycle, your, your distancing techniques again, and you start to push them away. You start to get busy. You start to be critical. Um, you start to hang out with other people. You cheat. You do whatever it is that you do. Use porn, alcohol, drugs, or any other substance or activity addictively to try to create emotional space, whatever it is, you do that. Your partner or your friend or whoever it may be starts to feel that distance. They start to feel that pain. They try to fix it. They try to help you. They try to bring you back and um, it doesn't work. And meanwhile, they are increasing their trauma bond towards you. And also you have your own trauma bond towards them. So if it is a reflexive reaction for someone to try to get someone who is avoidant or abusive to come back to them to try to fix the relationship, 
because it's part of one's trauma, it is just as much of a reflexive reaction of you to try to, um, to try to come back out of shame and guilt because you feel like you have a responsibility to take care of them or to be nice. It is just as much of a trauma bond of you to find someone who um, you want to be only semi-connected to, but not really, and constantly keep them at a distance and be an active part of that push and that pull. And because of your trauma, this is how you know how to connect to other people. And that is what constantly gets reinforced over and over again. So what do you do if you have a trauma bond? Well, I already said how you need to look at what you want your normal to be. If this is what you want the, the nature of your relationships to be like, then keep going. And if you don't, you need to change your normal. Um, there's a saying that says if you change your playground, no, if you want to change your playmates, change your playground, right? So change the environments that you're in, change the expectations that you have to something better, right? Whatever you think is not possible for you, it is. And you seek out those people, you seek out those examples, either in real life or in imaginary or real life from afar. You know, so many of us idealize um, the, the Obama relationship. We are constantly hearing about um, the Pinkett Smith relationship, you know, black love, just watch that TV show and pick a couple and if it's toxic friendships that you're working on, pick a friendship relationship that you like, you know, Gina and Pam, Khadija and Maxine, any of the girlfriends, whoever it may be for you, pick those people, put them on your vision board and let those standards be your new normal. And that is what you're searching for. And that is what you're looking for. And knowing that to get that, you have to heal and change parts of yourself that are limiting that from happening. You know, so many times, again, we can say it's everybody else but me, but it's you that's in these relationships and it's you that is attracted to them and it's you who keeps staying, right? So it's nobody else's fault but you. People are just being who they are. You find people how they are and you can't come into these relationships and places trying to change them. The only person you can change is you. Right, Aiden? Right. My son woke up um, from his nap mid-recording and again, like I said, I'm getting through this podcast episode. The next way that you work through a trauma bond is you create distance. Um, there's really no way for me to get around that. A lot of people try to cheat the system and just try to work on yourself and um, have more boundaries, but you're still connected to this person. Y'all, you can't do that because this person is a trigger to your trauma. Um, and I'm just going to shoot it to you straight because if I don't, then y'all are going to leave this podcast or click it off and say, well, I'm just going to like try to be like really like mindful of myself and I'm going to be really mindful about going off and doing more hobbies and working on me. Like again, that ubiquitous working on me, whatever that means. And meanwhile, you're still getting triggered. You're still, um, tied to these unhealthy patterns and relationships and you are flabbergasted as to why. And so it is about creating distance. It is about realizing that you're connected to this person or this thing because of your trauma, which means that it is un an unhealthy connection and you need to do your own work. So I know there's a variety of um, situations and experiences for the people who are listening, people who are saying, well, this person, I literally cannot create distance because we have 
I share at home or because um, I don't want to, but you have this really elaborate reason why um, that seems very logical in your mind, but you really could, but you're just not ready or whatever it might be. And I understand that. I understand that it's going to take some time. It's going to take some motivation and some willingness to get there, to um, want to create your own um, individual experience. Because really the truth is, some of us logically know that we need to have our own selves and our own experiences, but we are still holding out hope. And hope is not a bad thing. It's just the things that you are hoping for, are they grounded in reality or are they grounded in fantasy? Are they grounded and dependent on someone else giving you what you want and what you're like thirsting for and desperate for? And if so, that is a very dangerous place for you to be versus being in a place where you know what you want and you know what you're hoping for, you know what you're longing for, and you are the one who's actively creating it and putting yourself in places where it is easy to get. You know, love does not have to be hard, y'all. Working on relationships, learning how to communicate, learning how to be in charge of your own self, all the stuff that happens in relationships, yes, that's work. But as far as the way that we who have trauma bonds conceptualize love, that it is this hard to um, feel emotionally safe and feel grounded and connected and seen, that's not love. Love sees you, love, love values you, love protects you. And if you are in a trauma bonded relationship, that is absolutely not happening. So this brings me to the third offering. So around Thanksgiving, um, we will be having a special workshop for those of you who want to learn how to date better, love better. So you may recognize that name from the workshop that I had earlier this year in select cities because I was going out of town and I got a lot of messages from people who were like, Sheena, like come to this city and, um, would love to like do that. I wish I could do that kind of thing. Well, now everybody can do it because it's going to be an online workshop. So I will be taking from our bigger program, our Learn to Thrive program, the techniques that I teach my students on um, going into no contact with people from, um, from unhealthy relationships, um, how to do a healthy detox. I also get lots and lots of questions from people, especially those of you who watch my masterclass, who are like, well, how do I do a detox? What does that mean? What's my first step? Well, I will be talking about that in the workshop. Um, and this is to help jumpstart your process on how to um, really truly um, connect to yourself. Um, I'm going to be talking about how to date in a healthy way without losing yourself. Um, the method, again, that I teach my students, um, how to stay grounded in yourself and not to lose yourself. Um, how to create a life um, that's not dependent on other people. And so um, this is a small part of my program, but it is the program, the part that I get a lot of questions about for people who are just getting started and really wanting that change. So if that is you, I want you just to keep your eyes open for that. Everybody who is on any of my um, lists will get notice of that because it will be coming out around Thanksgiving, the Black Friday time period because it is a special offer that it will only be available for a few days. But I'm letting you know ahead of time for you to be prepared. 
So again, that is the Date Better, Love Better workshop where we are going to be talking about how to love yourself while you're in relationships, create healthy boundaries and change, break these trauma bonds, and build a healthy connection to healthy partners. So that's it for this episode. Again, as a reminder, I told you as soon as you were done with this podcast, as soon as you hit that um, parking spot wherever you are, I want you to pause this podcast, go to thehealedandlovedwoman.com and sign up for you to start the process of self-love and getting connected to yourself and healing those inner wounds to start finally feeling enough. I hope that this episode was helpful for you today and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. 